And now another episode of Mind Escape with Michael and Maurice. Take it away, Michael. Mike and Maurice's Mind Escape. We have episode number 92 today. Uh, to the Stars Academy, TTSA, with our good buddy Matt Tiller's back. Um, you can check us out at patreon.com slash Mike and Maurice. Uh, for $2 a month, we have some exclusive content, audio and videos on there. Uh, there's a list of all of our social media stuff. And uh, you can check uh, Matt out on his um, YouTube channel at Tiller for Riller. Uh, we have his information down below the video as well. Uh, what's going on, Matt? How are you? I oh, mean, I'm doing great. How are you guys? Good, good. Good, good to have you good. back on the show. You're a resident uh, UFO alien guy. Yeah, <laughs> I've been called worse. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I wanted to talk to you a little bit about all the recent stuff. Since you've been on, there's a lot of stuff that's happened with To The Stars Academy and announcements and tweets and reports and different things. Um, I guess one of which is they renewed um, Unidentified for a second season, which is interesting. I wonder what uh, the topic will be about that. Um, you know, they, they did, um, uh, you know, announce some other things and they've released some videos. I just wanted your take on some of that stuff. Like what was your take on that when they kept saying that something was coming, like a new video or something big. And then they released that video of that like light orb that was in that like, um, clean room or whatever it was. Do you think that was a joke or what do you think was going on there? Um, I'm not really sure. I'm not clear. I, I think that, um, the video is probably not going to be a, like, like a UFO video, but rather the result of some scientific exploration or results of scientific research. That's my personal opinion. You know, I could be very wrong. Maybe it is something unique, but it kind of, it appeared to me to be, something related to metamaterial research. I'll say that. Yes. Yeah, so it appeared to be related to metamaterials. They did announce that too, that they, uh, well, that was the big announcement recently was that they were joining up yeah. with the, the U S army and that they were going to yeah. exchange information and give them access to the metamaterial. And so do you know though, where, where do the metamaterials that they got, you know, where did it come from? Do you have any knowledge of that or, um, <clears throat> all I know is what has been reported. Uh, you know, there's, there's rumors that some of the materials come from arts parts, which had, um, ties with Linda Moulton Howell, who, uh, is like my, uh, what do you call it? Like the woman crush Wednesday or whatever. Like, yeah. I, I think, I don't know. It sounds kind of weird, but dude, I think she's like such an awesome lady. I <laughs> Yeah, she, she's a uh, yeah. to anybody. Linda Moulton Howe is a uh, mm -hmm. a UFO journalist. I'm sure if anybody that's seen Ancient Aliens or any sort of ancient uh, or uh, alien, you know, show on TV, she's usually one of the people on there. And she's a real journalist though too. I think she's got good uh, uh, credentials as far as where she went to school. Totally. So. She's um, a she she she's. I don't know, man. She's a pretty good looking lady too. I know she's a lot of people. Wow, whatever. I'm just saying, like. I, I don't know. That's why I would say she's like my woman crush Wednesday, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. Those hashtags from like a few days, a few years ago. Anyways, uh, <laughs> uh, all to, to, you know, humor aside and stuff. And, um, 
I've heard uh, fragments from Rendlesham Forest, which would not surprise me. I've heard uh, fragments of the alleged Roswell crash or what was near Roswell. Um, it's, it's all rumor and speculation. Some things have come from private citizens, you know, and uh, I'll just tell you how what Steve Justice told me, okay, in, in the interview that we did. Here's something interesting real quick. I actually had the phone conversation interview with Steve and um, Tom's uh, sister, Carrie DeLong, who has a lot to do with To The Stars Media. It was a, it was a, a group conversation. I had permission to record to help me uh, take notes and stuff. I have like a dysgraphia. It's kind of hard for me to write and stuff. Yeah. Anyways, um, and just saying. So that was October the 17th, 2018. The news about the Army came out on October 17th, 2019, exactly one year to the date. And what Steve told me in the interview from 2018 was that, like, I asked what their first year of progress was, was like, and he said a lot slower than he had expected. And that was hard for me to accept because, you know, you look up to – people who are doing really cool things, especially people who you esteem as like rock and roll idols, you know? Yeah. And you think everything's okay. You know, you have enough money, everything's okay. So that kind of shocked me. And, um, he said that, you know, um, funding was low and progress was slow for the first year. I also did not know that two two days before we had the interview was when Ars Technica released the mischaracterized news report that they were thirty seven point five million dollars in debt. At any rate, can um, I uh, stop you for a second? Your thing's yeah, still sure. pretty loud. It's rubbing on your oh. shirt. Sorry about that. No, no, you're good. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, um, so funding was low and progress was slow. And exactly one year to the date, they have funding and they have research facilities. So they've got the support and they've got the money they need. And I'm really excited about that. If, if, you know, my Mensa article had had any type of support or push to make those things happen, I'm very, very proud. And if, if not, hey, I, I did my best. I, I tried my best. But yeah. Steve said that uh, that it was a, a giant detective work that they had going on with, with the Adam Project, that they are essentially looking at pieces of something and trying to figure out what the entire machine is. And sometimes you might be looking at part of a carburetor from a 57 Chevy. I mean, you have no idea until you start to, to research and analyze what these things are. And then um, he, he alluded, said something like, uh, you don't know that the piece of metal or material you might be looking at could have something to do with another function of, of the, the machine. And I said, like, you know, for example, like, like the, the glove compartment, like the glove box, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said, exactly. You know, it's like you could be looking at the glove box of the machine, which has nothing to do with the way it functions. And then from that one piece, you're trying to decipher the entire engineered process of how the machine works. Right. And, and that's why it's so difficult. 
Can I uh, make a suggestion? Because that's still. Is, do you have a T-shirt on? I would just recommend maybe that because the the collar seems to be rubbing up on your mic. Yeah, just yeah, yeah. Just take off the dress shirt. Yeah. Anybody, anybody listening, his dress shirt is rubbing up against his mic, causing a little friction. I just want the audio to be clear, though, because what you're saying is some pretty good stuff, and I just want uh, so yeah. So people... let's let the record show you guys are a bad influence on me. You're the one who brought this up in the first place. Bro. <laughs> um, oh my gosh! No, but yeah, it's... I never thought I would ever do like this robe on live, live on camera, YouTube TV. Oh, yeah. You're good. Now we're good. Now we're good. In the middle right, of talking about how to program a, a UFO, nonetheless. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, what am I doing here? Okay. Reverse meditation. Oh, that's bad. Yeah, that's a lot of 801 beads. Okay. All right. Is that cool? Yeah, you're good. You're good now. Oh, you're really good. Show my tattoos. There you go. Oh, yeah. We got a real gun show happening here now. I thought I have to step yeah. out for a second here. I don't know. <laughs> Oh, um, okay. so, so yeah, I, I totally turned the attention on myself there. Sorry about that. Is that better? No, you're good, dude. Perfect. You're, thank you for doing no, that. Great, 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 great. I just yeah. want to make sure the audio is clean for our listeners. Cause what, like I said, what you're saying, some good stuff. So yeah, it's just a giant detective work that they've got, uh, going on. It's, it would, you know, just to rehash in case something interfered. Um, you've got to, you've got a small piece of a machine that can have nothing to do with the way the machine operates. And you're trying to assess a system based on that one small piece. So, um, you know, it could be like finding like the, the lanyard of uh, like the keychain, Right. And then you're trying to figure out how the car actually works. Right. That makes sense. It's, yeah. Mm-hmm. So what do you <laughs> think though about the relationship now with two things? Tom DeLong just tweeted out a few days ago that, T, or to the Stars Academy, TTSA, is not a UFO research group. They are an entertainment, media, you know, whatever you want to call it type of group. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was the the one tweet he, he mentioned. But then also they announced that they are partnering up with the uh, Army. So what do you think about those two, two things? Do you think that has any impact on what they're doing? Do you think they're kind of t- changing course a little bit for whatever reason? Or what do you think is happening there? I think that there might be several things at play um first of all the the term ufo for for mainstream society is a loaded term and it's it's almost like a racial slur because of all of the negative attention it has received over the years not by the ufo community per se but by media by some government officials uh, just people when they hear the term ufo they think it's almost laughable yeah i mean i wouldn't say i wouldn't equate it to a racial slur but what i would say is that you're right it's kind of gotten uh the name itself or the the acronym's gotten a bad yeah bad hype um bad Mm -hmm. press uh like you said the laugh factor back in the day they would use it to make fun of people oh you saw a ufo oh, yeah. ha 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 um mm-hmm. so you're right in that regard like they've definitely uh i still use it i mean because what are we gonna use uap yeah. like what are we gonna use mm-hmm. you know i, I don't yeah Flying i say ufo thing. too it, it depends on who i'm talking to uh, you know if i'm and i think that's where the basis of tom's tweet was probably not in communication with the ufo community or people who are already on board 
but rather he it might reflect who he's communicating more with now mm. and who he's communicating more with now are mainstream that don't want that stigma attached to research. It's so it's, it's kind of okay. Kind of like the research I'm doing now. Um, my focus is psychological and I'm not going to get into all the details, but there is a component of comparison to all of the evidence that's come out in the videos and things like that. So, so I'm kind of researching the societal reactions to the UFO phenomenon vicariously through a larger, um, a larger purpose. Mm-hmm. And that's really right now. I think that's the best we've got. You know, yeah. it's, well, it's almost like, let's say, let's say you approach your landlord and you say an alien broke in my house last night, abducted me and broke this window versus and some this window broke. I don't know how. I have no idea. Something or someone got in the house last night. You see, so you approach your landlord with the word alien. Right. You know, and instantly your landlord thinks you're an idiot and you're lying. Right. But you approach with just the actual event or like the actual evidence of the broken window or whatever then it's more believable until you mention alien. Then right. your landlord's <laughs> going to think you're a liar. <laughs> For sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I guess my question is, um, do you think that, uh, I don't know. It seems like there was all this momentum, which there still is. Everybody's still talking about mm-hmm. all this stuff. Twitter, UFO Twitter is on fire every single day. People constantly fighting about stuff back and forth, oh, yeah. you know, um, mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to name names, but you got people that run other podcasts and radio shows. You've got people that run websites de- dedicated to Freedom of Information <laughs> Act. You know, you've got a lot of people fighting about a lot of dumb shit, and everybody wants to be the dude. You know, everybody wants to be the guy that comes up with the answers or has the go-to. Breaks first, yeah. Yeah, and it's just it's yeah. almost like a, a microcosm of the actual news, and it's like I, I don't mm-hmm. I don't like following what those people are doing just because they're not really contributing anything. <laughs> like, for instance, like anybody that looks up Freedom of Information Act stuff, if you think you're going to get answers from that, you are just not that intelligent. I'm sorry, because if this stuff is as big as it is, you think that mm-hmm. they're just going to release documents that explain everything for you for the public and everything? No, this is yeah. all connected <laughs> to either private sector stuff, whether it be like Skunk Works, you know, the, the private companies, Bell Labs, like any of those types of uh, companies. And I don't think that if it is tied to our military, there's probably still levels of secrecy that they can be, you know, upheld. So. I don't think that that's that that aspect of it's not going anywhere. I mean, yeah, it might verify things or it might add yeah. value to things that we already know or like, look, this was real and it's verified now 50 years later or whatever like that. But yeah. for the people that are researching these things, I think it's it's just kind of like, OK, you're, you're it's taking a step back, just waiting for things to be verified by the, the government. It just seems like counterproductive when we all have the ability to look into this phenomenon ourselves. Like you're doing your research and we'll pull it up later. You made a whole chart and a presentation and stuff. Um, And, you know, for, for somebody like me, I think consciousness is at the forefront of all this stuff. And Mm -hmm. uh, I just read their, their God's man in war, the part two, which was uh, man. And then the whole book's pretty much the press. uh, The uh, premise is 
um, consciousness, what we know about consciousness, all the scientific studies that have, you know, gone into with like Stuart Hameroff and Sir Roger Pemrose with the microtubules and different explanations yeah. for it. And then where it's going, you know, they talk about mm-hmm. uh, later in the book is a lot about, um, the uh, AI aspect of it and what that would mean if we are able yeah. to re- recreate our, you know, humanity in some other form. So, um, I thought that was cool. It was nothing really new from, from stuff mm-hmm. that I've already studied, but it, I thought the order that they went in and the, the content that they put out there was, was credible. So, um, but I guess my point is, is you can look into these things yourself. So, I mean, you can mm-hmm. look into consciousness, you know, there's a whole psychedelic aspect to this whole thing that people don't talk about. People are smoking DMT and doing ayahuasca ceremonies every day that are in contact with entities from another dimension or another world. And that seems to be lost upon this whole thing. And I just would like to hear more from mm-hmm. like Hal Putoff, um, yeah, and, and the consciousness uh, part of their group, you know? Um, I met Hal in March and, uh, he's a really cool guy. I, I chose just to enjoy the moment to meet him and say hello, shake his hand, speak a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked a little bit about the article I had done and the overall goals of, of TTSA. And I, to be honest, I, I know a lot about his work already, so I didn't really want to, to jump. I, 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 you know, any, any questions I had are able to be researched on Google, so... I just enjoyed meeting him. I'm being serious. I, he's a really nice guy. Um, he he just seemed he he seems like a, a very humble like a, a very humble spirit, and very wise. I mean, wise beyond his years. Mm-hmm. It's I, I would love to sit down and really just let him speak, and just listen. I would enjoy the opportunity just to, to be how put off disciple for one day, man, like and just listen to the man speak because he's wow is, but yeah, I think, um, he already remote viewed your brain, bro. So I don't know. Well, yeah, maybe he did. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah. That whole process might have taken one or two seconds. So it's not much <laughs> you already scanned it, bro. <laughs> Using the ghost of Ingo Swan. He got you. Ooh, yeah. Um, I, I think right now we're in like a, this this odd limbo stage. It's it's almost like there was such a big push to to get over that that big hill first, mm-hmm. you know. And so, like you said, there there was so much momentum, and everyone was like denying it or supporting it, and it's it's almost like the game has changed so radically that no one nobody really knows what to do right now and no one knows exactly which direction it's going to take but from what i understand and from what i deduct through my own opinions i'm not going to to say i represent any agency or organization is that by the time everything is out there there's a lot there's a lot more coming that is going to be some bombshell type of stuff one thing i heard one idea i heard tossed around is there's going to be uh either like places where people can go like you know i'm not saying like not like an event not like not like a staged event but okay for example 
there you know what a what a dark park is or a star park yeah yeah like, like yeah, dark i think in yeah, michigan we yeah. we were in astronomy class i think when we were younger i don't know if it still is but mm-hmm. in michigan there's this place called peach island um where people would cool. go and do astrophotography and use their telescopes and that kind of stuff awesome so from what i can deduct it sounds like there might be places like that to observe unidentified aerial phenomenon where people can go lay out on a blanket under the night sky and see what they can see that there will be certain spots identified around the earth where people can go and observe these things some on, on like on a time like you could uh, some of the things you can actually predict the the day and the time in which they're going to appear and do whatever things that, that they are it's not necessarily a natural phenomenon but it might have something to do with ai hmm. in that it recurs for whatever purpose that may be i don't know so what about like uh are you familiar with the von neumann probe theory that you know civilizations could send out pro self-replicating probes and like what you're yeah. saying they just kind of replicate and start scanning the entire universe or you know solar system or whatever possibly i think that a lot of the ways in which we as human beings observe our planet through video surveillance tagging animals um the technologies that we use like now with drones drones have been excellent for being able to observe the earth and environmental change erosion um the migration of animals I think that a lot of those types of things are are done, you know, and, and assuming assuming that these things are an extraterrestrial intelligence, right? Assuming right. that that is the case, it would make sense to me on that premise that some of these devices are for monitoring or for surveillance, not in a, not in like in a threatening way but just in a knowledgeable way. I mean, why do scientists want to observe birds or the ice glaciers? You know, right. they're not, they don't want to do harm, right? but they want to know. They want to know what's going on so they can keep track of things. So, okay, example. Um, the Navy pilots had encountered the, um, <laughs> the sphere with a cube inside of it, right? Um that seems kind of odd for a, a classic UFO. Maybe it was some type of surveillance monitor device. You know, maybe it was a camera. I've often theorized that that the first type of time travel into the past, or maybe the only type of time travel into the past, will be through vi- uh, through vision only, like um, like video, mm-hmm. like watching a replication of a video. So you can actually do that today by going outside and looking at the night sky because all all of the stars that you see are the way that they were, not the way that they are. Right. A helicopter just flew over my house. That's crazy. They're coming for you. Know what? They're, they they're heard, honing in. They heard they this podcast be. and they, know. they probably it's have a drone right out your window, man. Um. um but, Oh, can I tell you something funny with it being Halloween? Sure. My uh, youngest daughter is dressing up as an alien. She's got this little mask <laughs> thing that we got from Amazon, and I'm going to be a uh, man in black. So every house that she goes to, I'm like 
one minute behind her, and I'm going to tell the residents of the home that they saw nothing. This was a non-event. They did not see an alien, and they did not give it candy. Nice. <laughs> yeah. And get a and second you just keep batch. going back to the same house over and over again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? You didn't see me. <laughs> did you take a picture of that alien with, with the Kit Kat in her hand with your cell phone? <laughs> I must you have a laser you can blast yeah. people in the eyes with? Yeah. Oh, man. Not legally. So uh, <laughs> yeah. so back on track here, do you think that, yeah. um, like I said, there's all this infighting right now within the UFO community. Um, you know, you've got some people that believe to the Stars <clears throat> Academy is doing great work and they're happy with everything. You have other people that say no. Uh, they The main, I guess, crux or the main thing that people fight over is whether Luis Elizondo was really the head of ATIP or if he was part of it or if he was even involved at all. I know you've got people, you know, again, I'm not going to name names. These people, anybody listening to this that's familiar with the, you know, UFO Twitter will know who I'm talking about, but you have people constantly going after uh, the fact that they say that Luis Elizondo wasn't part of it or blah, 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 blah. But here's my thing is even if take Luis Elizondo out of it completely, that doesn't diminish, you know, the Colonel Fravor stuff that doesn't diminish the videos that doesn't diminish, uh, the anomalous stuff that all these pilots are seeing. I mean, we've talked yeah. to, I had my buddy on not that long ago who was on the USS Nimitz for a few years when he was in the Navy and said that it's just common knowledge that that kind of stuff happens. And it's, it's not that weird even for the people that are on the, uh, the carrier wow. and stuff. So, mm. um, yeah, he said he saw some like force field. He saw, yeah. He, when he was out East in Virginia, okay. he said he saw like a weird jellyfish, um, type thing in the sky on like new year's night where you know which was kind of a everybody else was gone home for the holidays but there was like a group of people there that uh, saw this thing but it just goes do you guys do you guys remember there was our second interview that i told you about this dvd uh not not alone uh scott oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Yeah, that that's what he he actually talks about the sky jellyfish theory that some of the anomalies we see might be gelatinous invertebrate that are capable of flying. Uh, he, he he explains it, but yeah. Yeah, so it would basically, the premise would be some sort of organism that lives in the sky that we're unaware of, or maybe they have some sort of capability beyond our knowledge or something like that. Is that pretty much the premise there? Yeah, that, um, that it would be like a, sorry, like a, an animal that uh Maybe almost like a, the like, ocean i mean that makes some well, sense uh he actually says that they um that they have a, a manner of living in the sky and yeah. that they that some of them actually are capable of traveling between here and other places in outer space i mean like i know that that sounds totally insane i get it but if you hear him explain it it doesn't sound too far fetched, and again, it's. I don't really think that there's much of anything that's very far fetched. Once all of this information is out, this is my main concern. I'll, I'll just be honest here: the fighting among the UFO community is is not what concerns me the most because I, I'm not trying to be the guy that's got 
the next card in the deck or the next piece of the yeah. puzzle or, or the next smoking gun. You know, that that's that's not me. I don't have time for that personally. Like me personally, like do, do I love when someone else finds a smoking gun? Absolutely. It's fascinating. But anyways, um, I can always separate myself from that when people are being too rude or insulting too much. It's not even, I don't have a problem with it either. I find it entertaining. Yeah. I've, I've tweeted many times like so, <laughs> this is like watching a Greek tragedy, you know, like this is, um, it's just one of those things where it's like, I see the bickering. I, I, it's almost in a couple of the people that have large followings, they'll nitpick every single tweet too. They'll go through and address every single person. Like they have an ax mm-hmm. to grind and it's just, I don't I just find it interesting that, people are really going to spend their time like that. Like if you really have that much to offer, then you should have no time to address anybody in those manners. You know, you put the information out there, let people decide for themselves and Mm -hmm. uh, all that. But yeah, you've got this whole like toxic thing going. I find the most, the people that I agree with are people in the middle on all this stuff, which is just that, you know, they, they, they address that there is a phenomenon that it could be consciousness related maybe it's not maybe it is a physical material um phenomenon you know but at the same mm-hmm. time we don't really have that you know that that much you know knowledge of the subject yet to make clear declarations or empirical statements or whatever so it's like i think the smartest people on the subject are the people willing to change their minds or change their opinions when new data presents itself you know what i'm saying so good point and that's a good scientist in general in my opinion is somebody open to new paradigms and and, and new knowledge and everything so yeah totally i um where i kind of view myself and all of that is i'm on the outside not one side or the other or even in the middle i'm on the outside i'm looking at i'm looking at the entire issue uh this is these are my concerns so you've got you let's just say this keychain here i'll stick myself on let's say that this right here uh this is the the issue or the presence of ufos and we don't know if it's extraterrestrial. We don't know if it's crypto terrestrial. We, we don't know what it is, but here it is. So right. what we have here is finally we have this. We can look at it. The government and the Navy have said, yeah, there it is right there. We can see it. Here's my concern. One, people from the UFO community who have always kind of like had this in 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 their domain right want it back oh they want it back and so they're going to try to keep people from harming this they want to protect it and they get real defensive of it whatever it is they may even think that to the stars is trying to like you know take it away or say it's not here no 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 you don't actually see this you know so that's one second is that here we here we are okay do you believe this is real yeah can we point to it that it's real yes and then someone comes along and says hmm i could make money off of this and then all of a sudden it's not ufos anymore it's high technology Hmm. the three easy papers of 1999 and then it's uh the first draft i wrote for the article included a little story 
called bacon, egg, and cheese sandwiches. And this is what it was. <laughs> when I was a kid, my dad had uh, me and my two sisters home one evening, and he was going to cook us dinner. And he didn't have any food in the house. Like we didn't have, we didn't have much food. We had like you know milk, but no cereal. Right. Peanut butter, no jelly. You know. So he said, um, "Well, kids, I can make bacon, egg, and cheese sandwiches." And we're like, "No, that's gross." I mean, right. I was like five years old. So that sounds delicious to me. <laughs> totally, man. Yeah. So he said, "Okay, well, look, kids, you like bacon, yeah. You like." eggs yeah you like toast yeah you like cheese yeah bacon egg and cheese sandwiches no so finally he was like okay all right all right let me just do my thing i'll make you some sandwiches and you come eat so he started cooking bacon egg and cheese sandwiches and we you know after a little bit of play and we come into the kitchen it smells great we're asking him what it is and he's like i'm not telling i'm not telling you it's a surprise and so he took cookie cutters and cut them into nice little fun shapes, right? And then, ta-da, surprise sandwiches. Yay. And we're, like, eating the surprise sandwiches. Oh, it's so good. So then about halfway through dinner, he said to us, do you want me to tell you what these actually are? And we're like, yeah, what, what is it? What are these surprise sandwiches made of? And he said, they're bacon, egg, and cheese sandwiches. <laughs> and we didn't believe him. We thought he was lying, right? And my fear in all of this is not necessarily that the ufo community is going to destroy any progress through trying to gatekeep or put this wherever they want to put it my biggest fear is that some a fortune 500 company is going to come along and say bacon egg and cheese sandwiches and everyone's going to love it but then you tell them the source you tell them is this this thing that you love actually came from the technology from a downed ufo and no one believes you right that's yeah yeah that makes sense bacon egg and cheese sandwiches i mean uh <laughs> yeah i mean i might like mm -hmm. i said my take on it i'm a watcher you know you hear all these you mm -hmm. know like the watchers you know i'm like a watcher i just sit back you know my own my own business i just watch all this stuff unfold just collecting you know information and then also I find it interesting the way that people react to certain things and why that might be. And, you know, I think that there's people within the UFO community that are um, physical materialists that acknowledge now that there is something there, um, but they mm -hmm. still want to control that narrative. You know, they still want to be like, oh, yeah. well, you know, we still got to find the evidence or the government's still got to say this or that we're going to, you know, so it's like mm -hmm. you're confronted with this paradigm, but these people don't know what to do with it. They're like, um, I'm going to do my best to prove it through, you know, the videos or do my best to prove it through, you know, freedom of information or do my best to prove it through interviews or whatever the case may be. Um, mm -hmm. and in, in the whole time, you know, there's been this phenomenon staring you right in the face kind of like what you're saying so um i guess my problem is just the the pettiness of it you know it's like come on dude get over yourself you know there's a lot of ego involved there's a lot of people that you know want the praise want the followers want the subscribers whatever the case may be and it's just like 
just put the information out there. If you're really after truth, it shouldn't matter how much you're making from it. It shouldn't matter how many people follow you. You know, I guess that's just my mm-hmm. whole take on it. You know, and if if people yeah, follow you, cool. You know, if you're after real truth, it'll it'll come out. You know, and if you're just doing yeah. it as a business, I think that that's pretty obvious too. So I think that's where part of the disconnect comes from as well. Um, mm-hmm. But moving on too, so. Um, back to the you know the to the stars stuff so um what do you think is the biggest or actually uh, let's go back to that tweet that tom DeLong the tweeted out sure about mm-hmm. being a media and entertainment company and not a UFO, ufo research group what do you think that tweet was and why do you think it came out the way it did and then people started interpreting it different ways all right so did he uh, refresh my memory. Did he say that to, that to the stars was not a UFO research company, or that to the stars Academy of Arts and Science? Was I don't UFO remember. This, you're right. I mean, I, I'd, I'd have to pull it up, but specifically, that's okay. But, um, well, if he if he said to the stars, then yeah, that that's pretty easy because um, <clears throat> to the stars media or, or uh, to the stars incorporated is about music, you know, predominantly angels and airwaves cool band uh, literature which is um fiction books um mm. i actually met aj hartley um a couple of months ago oh yeah yeah and he is a cool guy yeah um so you poet anderson uh strange times you know yeah those types of things so yeah that is you know that's not ufo research but if he's if he's talking about you know ttsa not being a ufo research group um, that's actually true. They're researching these materials that have been brought to them and they are not saying, I and mean, they never have said that these are UFOs. They have not even said that they're really UAPs. So they refer to the, these machines as the exotic aircraft mm-hmm. or aircraft of unknown origin. When I like, the first draft I wrote was a learning curve for first for like journalism and secondly for uh, how to to communicate this information in a way that people are not going to turn it away. And I think, OK, so in the way you communicate a message, right, I think some people catch on to the fact that certain schools of thought or certain bits of information or certain topics are being communicated in a very specific and pragmatic way. And they, they can sense that there's some type of organization or methodology behind the words and behind the stories. And they are, they suspect something's being organized. Something's being premeditated. It must be bad. It must be a cover up. but it mm-hmm. actually, I think that it's the opposite. It is. They are trying to do an, uncover up and the only way that you're going to get people to take this matter seriously is by learning how to effectively communicate that and that goes with anything it goes with business it goes with teaching it goes with being a lawyer you have to present your case in a way that people are going to understand right so if i you know, okay, let's take Billy Joe from Green Day. What if he started an organization and then went around trying to tell everybody, hey, check out, I got a piece of metal from a UFO. I got a piece of dookie. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> from it from the UFO septic system. Yeah. Because they, the ETs got got they got waste too, right? I mean, I'm piece of dookie. But you see what I mean? Yeah. It's and, and I don't mean to like you know Uncle Tom this issue or anything. Ah, oh, no pun intended, Uncle Tom. <laughs> I'm not trying to like give a cop out here, but like I, I'm being serious. Like, think about it. If if they do. Let's just take it at face value. Let's let's just say that yes, they do have a alarm clock's unplugged. They do have a piece of metal that or something that came from an aircraft that appeared at eighty thousand feet, dropped to um, sixty thousand feet at about seventeen thousand miles an hour, and then went from sixty thousand straight down to fifty feet above the ocean and hovered motionless before. Our F-18s came and chased them away, in mm-hmm. which it whew, zipped off at hypersonic speeds above Mach 5, right. over 3,800 miles an hour away. And, and we have a piece of metal from that. Okay, Now, it's one thing to say we have a piece of metal from that craft. It's another, another thing to say we are capable of taking small pieces of this and analyzing its physical properties. If we expose it to heat, we could see how it could potentially react in Earth's atmosphere if it were in flight. The piece of metal this thing came from came from an aircraft that seemed to defy the laws of physics as we currently understand them. Therefore, if we can take this piece of metal and analyze its physical properties and compare it to what we already understand, we could potentially develop technology that could benefit mankind for eons to come. Right. It may be transportation. It may not be transportation. We we don't know. So if that is the case, right, you know, you, me, you know, we we would be like, oh, yeah, totally on board. That, pardon my language, <laughs> scares the sh- out of somebody right. in society. It It frightens people. It really does. I've seen I've seen it happen. Steve told me something I've already seen, but I'm glad that he like quantified it here. He said there are three reactions. There's the positive reaction, the typical reaction, and the negative reaction. The positive reaction is if I bring up the topic of this right, right. thing, people will politely listen and then they'll change the subject and they won't say anything. So they don't they don't engage it. The positive response, ironically, the positive response is the giggle factor where people are laughing. I mean, I've right. seen this. I, I did a presentation over the weekend, um, not UFO related, but I had some some footage there and I watched people in the room start to. <laughs> right. Like, you can't be like looking around at other people like you can't be serious. Right, serious? Right. And then they started doing this and they started doing this. So they're on their phones, and I'm like, dude, look what I'm showing you. Right. But because it was a presentation, and because this is rude, right? They eventually had to start watching, and then they started doing this. What does that mean? They're protect. Yeah. You see. 
So and so and so like the sorry the the negative response is just outright attack, right. in which someone will just lash out at you be, because of this. And if if this being turned into technology that could potentially save lives, right. which is what Steve told me, like you know if all the obstacles were gone and every goal of TTSA could be achieved instantly, that was my fifth question. How would our world be better? He said disaster relief supplies delivered to hurricane sites and stuff instantly, right where exactly. they needed. The golden hour. If you're in a medical crisis, and we're being real world here, a medical crisis, right. as much as I don't want to talk about a heart attack, I don't want to talk about a stroke, it happens. If I'm in a medical crisis, a doctor has about one hour to save my life. And half of that hour is spent getting me to the emergency room right. most of the time. So we, he said, what if we could deliver the medical team or whatever the person needed right to the, the scene where it was needed? And, and that's real. That, that, the the right. thing is, is, this is not fantasy anymore. It can't be unreal. And getting a Fortune 500 company to to get on board with you about that, you have to present yourself very clear and very careful. Yeah, I think, if, uh, but I you think you got to be real careful. I think the response to why he put that tweet out, there was a couple tweets, but it was because people were pissed off investors and people that have been fans of TTSA or fanboys, whatever you want to call them. That yeah. um, they're pissed off because they released the uh, Bob Lazar uh, bio. Um, oh yeah, and that was under their their publisher, I guess. And so they released a statement saying, you know, we're an entertainment company, blah 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 blah. So it seemed like this tweet was related to that as well, um, in the sense that, like, yeah, we're gonna put out stuff that we want to put out, whether you believe it or not, and not everything's tied to the credibility of this phenomena is kind of what I gathered. from mm -hmm. that. But at the same time, I mean, we've talked about it too. Who knows what, what, what the Lazar thing, you know, I keep going mm -hmm. back and forth on it. I think that it's entirely possible that he worked there, saw things that didn't make sense. And that was his deduction from working there. Now, whether it could have been ours already, it could have been something we'd already been working on. And they, that's why it was compartmentalized. Who knows? But, um, the fact goes is like every, everybody's, I think, afraid to speak their true intentions or put what they really think out there. You know, everybody tiptoes around mm -hmm. everything, and I think that's a problem. I think it's just exactly. like say what you mean yes. and mean what you say. You can always change your mind. We live in a society mm -hmm. now where you're not allowed to make a mistake. You're not allowed to change your mind. You know, you're not allowed mm -hmm. to. Yeah. Uh, but I think that that's important to be able to change your mind. It's important to be able to say I was wrong. I was. It was important to say maybe we got this wrong, but we're working on it. You know, and they everybody yeah. wants this like steady streamline of 100% empirical, credible evidence. And if anything strays from that 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 straight line, then you know the whole thing's bunk, which I don't think is true at all. Because as we know, life's not black or white it's gray and uh it's better to live in the gray than it is to live in that binary thinking in my opinion but True. um yeah. so but uh, so to to the point of uh what we've been talking about though is um where do you think this is all going do you think that we're going to see more um 
to the Stars Entertainment stuff now, or do you think that uh, we'll see maybe some more leaked videos, or where do you think this is going? All right. (laughs) Here we go. This is my opinion. I think that the first the first step was for people who already the first step was for public support mm-hmm. the second step was for political not okay now I'm not saying like like political support but what I mean but like is like um, um, help from government before the Great Depression, the government didn't really have a big role in helping. And today we have like social services and things like that. You know, I mean, the government does help. So um, the government can provide funding to the stars as a public benefit corporation. So I think that the second step has been presenting the same evidence to our political leaders the people who make decisions, the people that we elect to make decisions for us at Washington, that that, that side of, of the real world daily week in, week out government, the ones who are able to control laws, funding, uh, allocating funding, um, making decisions, you know, it's like bringing them on board. And I think that just as much as we have had a difficulty in the mainstream public or the civilian world with accepting this information and knowing what to do with it and knowing how it fits into the schemas that are already in our minds. Now our elected leaders are having the exact same problems. Some of them want to be debriefed. Some of them don't. Um, We've seen recently some senators and just to be very ambiguously descriptive, some Political leaders have been really, really upset that they've been excluded from certain meetings unrelated to UFOs. So I could imagine that some senators would be really angry or upset that they were excluded from similar meetings that are about UFOs. Right. And I also imagine that some people still don't want this information to get out. Then there's the the it's the, the same responses, man. Uh, Steve said, you know, and I, I'm not trying to just always act like the, the article I wrote was the Holy Grail, but he shared a lot of amazing, like like very good information. The positive response, typical response, response to the negative response. He said that he gets the eye roll um, response more often when he has to go talk with people in the government, that the, the, the response he got most often was the eye roll. So that would be somewhere between the positive and the, um, the typical. You so know, it's like just a, so people a, can find it, where can they find that article that you're talking that you keep referring to? Okay, the article I wrote, um, I'm sharing more more details that, that were not actually put in the article, but uh, the article is on uh, American Mensa website. It's also on my website under publications. Um, so my website, of course, is tillerforriller.com, okay. and uh, you can find a. a Nicer looking version of the article is it? It's the PDF that has the uh, the picture of Tom Tom DeLong, a picture of Steve Justice, and the, mm-hmm. um, some of the um, Navy videos. There's a picture of that. Um, but if you want just the text, uh, it's 
us.mensa.org, I think. Or if you just type in To the Stars Mensa, yeah. you can find the text that way. Anyways, um, on my YouTube channel, I have a playlist called Unafraid to Investigate the Unexplained. It, um, it's, 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 I think, like less than an hour long. It's four videos. And I talk about um, some of the stuff, and you hear some, some brief audio clips of what Steve's talking about. Uh, I also discussed the responses, but some of the things I'm telling you right now um, were not, they're not on my YouTube videos or um, or in the article. Like when he said he talked with the, with the government, he, he, just, he right. just made a brief comment. He was like, you know, most, more, most often when I go talk with people in government, I get the eye roll, right? Uh, like, a, like an eye roll response. Anyways, to, to put it base to put it very like to summarize it very quickly here, I think that in the in, in the very beginning of all this, it it was very it was like brutal for the public. Like people like we had to experience the same responses and we all had to figure out how to deal with this. And it was um it was a, a, a big um dent for the UFO community as well. You know, it was a polarizing moment. And now, uh, and, and what, what we're seeing right now is that our leaders, our higher ups are receiving this evidence because the, a lot of time, the stuff that we get angry about for our leaders is almost like middle school drama. Mm-hmm. If something hits the news and we're all upset about Kim Kardashian or a dress that looks like it's blue and black, or it could be white and gold, <laughs> and we're going crazy Black. about it. Yeah, yeah. The, the politicians Yanni. don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. The the our elected leaders don't care, you know. So how are you going to get them to take any matter seriously? You have to present it in a very in a serious way. So they've probably been presented with more evidence than, than we've seen. And there are some people who think it's demonic. I'm just being honest. Oh yeah, there are some. There's lots of forums on Facebook and stuff that think that they're they're demons. I mean, who they could be. I mean, but what what's most people don't even realize where the the the, uh, most people don't even know where the word demon comes from. It comes from daemon, which is a a Greek terminology where it just used to mean like spirit. So like Mm -hmm. if you were hearing demons, it was like your inner dialogue or your uh, subconscious, or it could have been you were actually hearing things, or maybe you were schizophrenic. It, you know, was uh, it Greek or Latin? Latin I mean, I, I'm pretty it. sure it's it's Greek. Um, Either way, it's fine. But, uh, but yeah. they're very they're very closely related. But th- that's so that's where that comes from. Most people don't even realize. Even the word apocalypse. Mm-hmm. When people say apocalypse, you know, apocalypse just means lifting <clears throat> of the veil. It doesn't mean the end of the world and everything's gonna blow up and this and that. Yeah, apocalypse yeah. <laughs> just means lifting of the veil, meaning that. Uh, in the end, we will. There will be this this truth that that's you know unveiled or whatever. So I mean, it, things people take things out of context. People, mm-hmm. um, you know, because obviously the Bible and different things. But people take yeah. things to mean different things than when their true pur- like you know their true the true meaning of the word or the true purpose of the word was actually something different originally. So yeah. Um, well, but I, to, I do. To, I, go to ahead. I, sorry. To add, to add to that, um, the book Revelation, like lifting the veil, right. revelation, revealing. Um, in the Spanish Bible, the name for 
the book of Revelation is not Revelación, but rather Apocalipsis, which is Apocalypse. Right. Pretty interesting. Another thing you said, this is you know, another example I could give you, is um, about the original meaning of words. Uh, the original meaning of uh, Satan, it, it, the Hebrew is Ha-Satan, which means the adversary. And so here's an interesting uh, verse in Numbers 22:22. It says that the stood in the road against him as his adversary, because God was mad that Balaam was going to some place, and the angel of the Lord came and stood in the road and blocked him as his adversary. So essentially, from a grammatical standpoint, the angel of the Lord became a Satan, became an adversary, right? And so sometimes I've used just the grammar part of that to put an example to people. When is the last time that someone has treated you more like a, a Satan when they should have treated you like an angel of the Lord? Like the, 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 the person acted like right. a block so to you. So it just you. means they like adversary, like, basically. Adversary. Just like, uh, you yeah. know, Lucifer mm-hmm. actually translates into bringer of light, which actually doesn't yeah, sound yeah, that yeah. terrible in the scheme of things. But... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just it means the, the, the adversary. Um, all right, so let's get to, because we're going to wrap it up here soon, but I want to get to sure. your slide that you prepared here. Awesome. Uh, this is your tiller scale of... Uh, um, existential acknowledgement. Yeah, so... But, and but not why don't you explain what's going on here, too, because sure. I'm not going to be able to read that tiny print. Uh, that's cool, man. Okay, so you guys are going to do the first explanation tutorial how to read the tiller scale. This is the scale I designed. I designed the scale for people to talk about the possibility that there's extraterrestrial life out there. Now, in my personal opinion, I believe that this will be one of the many final destinations when we get done with disclosure slash confirmation. And one of uh, the things that we will, we will discover through the efforts to the stars, in my opinion, it's, it's a logical conclusion, but still I cannot definitively say because we don't know. So we're all accustomed to seeing scales. And we all, you know, read a scale to rate our pain or uh, or how much I liked my meal at Taco Bell tonight on a scale of one to five. So I made my scale backwards because people always think one is the worst and ten is the best. So I didn't want people to look at it as if it were just any old other scale. So it starts at number ten and moves to your left. And what you're supposed to do is not rate yourself and give yourself some stars, but rather talk with someone else and have a conversation. So personally, I rate myself somewhere between um, like a uh, three and a two. I, Matt Tiller, believe that it's, it's very probable that there are Given that life is not a rarity, that the the possibility of life occurring is not a rarity, and given that there are so many other planets out there that have water that we can tell and that are in that Goldilocks zone, Mm -hmm. and also given the fact that you don't have to be in the Goldilocks zone to actually have a, a, a planet that could harbor life, as we're discovering with moons like uh, Europa, Saturn, Jupiter, Saturn, and Jupiter's moons, and things like that. Um, 
I am willing to acknowledge that there are probably extraterrestrial civilizations out there somewhere. I personally am willing to acknowledge that those civilizations may or may not be trying to get in contact with us, just like how we are trying to get in contact with them. We sent the satellite into space. And it was like the, the 70s or so with the little uh, the images and oh, the record yeah, player yeah. and things like that. Yeah, yep. yeah. And we're also searching and through the sky with uh, SETI. So if why would we have SETI at all if we didn't think that someone was trying to contact us? Or that there was someone out there sending signals. It's like so. So even people that think that SETI is a good thing to do can rate themselves between like a four and a three. Um, now, uh, this week I went to National Geographic Live and I saw Kevin Hand talk about the search for extraterrestrial life, and he was talking about his research. Uh, on the moons, uh, you know, Jupiter's moons and Saturn's moons. Yeah. And he's got different plane missions and stuff. And so during the Q&A time, someone asked him what he thought. And did, did he honestly think that about all the stars and all the planets out there and how vast the universe is, that we are the only place that harbors life? And he took a minute and said that he was, it was his personal opinion. But he basically said the same thing I did. So for me, Vindication, Kevin Hand in public just rated himself at a, at a four on the Tiller scale without even knowing it. He didn't mm-hmm. have a copy of my scale, but that's what he did. You know, so right. everybody can rate themselves here somewhere. I have a problem with someone that would rate themselves at a 10 and not go beyond that. But just to be nice to someone who's that close-minded, I gave them their own special place on the scale with a little little blue box so it's not black. It's nice and it's pretty looking. Um, and so they can, you know, I, for someone who literally is maybe like too afraid or too unwilling or stubborn, you know, for whatever reason, to even start looking at the other descriptions on the scale I at least tried to make their their mental home a little more comfortable. Sure. If that makes sense. I don't mean that in a condescending way. But I'm thinking of of older people who might be very vulnerable or older people who've been through war. I mean, come on, man. You know, I, I don't know who may or may not be seeing this. So I wanted to to try to to give people it's something that can create real conversations about what we honestly think is possible. Right. That's it. That's awesome. That's, that's awesome that you made <laughs> that whole thing too. And it, you obviously take this stuff seriously and research it from a standpoint yeah. of using science and knowledge, epistemology and that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and ontology. Yeah. Um, so we got a couple of questions yeah. here from people. People want to know is sure. TTSA a disinformation program and another person saying, um, you know, it's all about the money. For me personally, I don't. I think it's too early to know anything like that. I don't. I think that if you look at who Tom DeLong is, he's genuine, uh, genuinely curious about the phenomena. So for it to be a disinformation um, 
program. It would have to be people higher up than him feeding him the information, knowing that he's either going to eat it up, believe it, whatever. Um, and that goes like on down the line. That would be my opinion on it. I, I don't think that you can truly say for certain one way or the other at this point. I mean, I don't think that uh, we have nearly I, the amount of answers that we need to to make these kinds of decisions, you know? I have a, I have a question for someone who, who asks that question. And, again, you know, I, I'm, I'm glad. I'm humbled that, that people are actually asking questions, man. That's awesome. Um, what what disinformation? Like, if, if someone says that, TTSA is spreading disinformation. Okay, what what is the what is it? Right. Yeah, exactly. What are you talking? I think about? I think what the when yeah, people point to that stuff, I think it's mainly that they're saying that they're doing this for money and they're doing you know they're trying to do this and they're trying to do that. For me, I I, I look at it like this: he's already rich. He's a rock for him. Something that he just finds interesting. You know, like if we all get to the point yeah. within our careers where we can then pursue things that we find passionate, whether it's you know, is there life beyond this life or what are we, why are we here? Those kinds of things. We should be Mm -hmm. so lucky to make a living at doing such things. Now, um, you know, go down, go through the the gauntlet of that. If he's already rich himself, that makes no sense to me. Um, it's, it's probably success is usually gauged by money. So, right. And it may or may not be away from these things. Like I said, it may or may not be real. Like the information, like, look, we're studying all this stuff. You know, consciousness, that's in the new books, God, Man, and War, Part 2, Part 2, Man. It's all about consciousness. What is consciousness? They call it the hard problem of consciousness for a reason because they can't mm-hmm. figure it out. We can't crack that, you know? So I think it comes down to a uh, lot of things, and I don't know that uh, you can just say it's disinformation or this or that. I think the disinformation people are some of the people that have radio shows and websites dedicated to what they think is truth and then they're pushing their own agendas and stuff like that i think some of those are disingenuous because you have people and i'm not going to name names again but you have people that have other shows that talk about uh the credibility of ttsa but then they'll have people on talking about how there's the face of a gray alien in antarctica on the on the ground it's like are you kidding me those you're an idiot (laughs) if you believe that that's not pareidolia so it's like you know for me it's like what is disinformation i think there's smart people Uh out there and then there's no offense dumb people out there it's like um, and the dumb people tend to follow or you know they they tend to uh well they follow but they also don't look into things themselves and they don't do their own research you know and i think that um look if 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 TTSA is doing that who knows but at the same time it's like we don't know enough um you know we don't know enough at this point to make certain whether this is right or this is wrong we know in the past that there have been disinformation agents there have been disinformation programs those things have existed so it's one of those weird things where you kind of have to tread lightly but at at the end of the day, me personally, I just, like I said, I stand in the gray. I stand in the middle. I will always just seek whatever I think is truth or take pieces from here, pieces from there, put my own stuff together. I don't rely on one thing or another. It's just wholeheartedly, yeah. whether it be this group or another group or whatever the case may be. It's it's. I think it should always be up to the personal 
or the person to deduct their own reasoning on what they think is actually happening. You know, I think we should stop relying on entire groups of people to make decisions for people. Just make, come to your own conclusion, you know, do your own research, you know, study consciousness, study the mind, study the origins. Before this episode, just now, we just did one on the pre-Socratic Greek philosophers. I put a whole slideshow presentation together about how we've gotten to where we are through science and the mind and questioning mythology and how, you know, there used to be a mythological explanation for things like, oh, this ship went down because Poseidon was mad and he, he conjured up yeah. huge waves. And, you know, and then you got Thales coming along. He's like, no, this, you know, that's not the explanation. There's a natural explanation for these things. So it's like you got to go. You got to think critically. You got to, you know, look into epistemology, ontology. Um, and just, you know, what do we know? How do we know it? And go from there. You know, it doesn't matter totally. who the group is or who's researching it. So that's just my opinion that, on it. No, that's know. very true. You got to implement different schools of thought to, to make it make sense. So it's almost like using different camera angles on a movie set. You know, I mean, if you're watching a movie or a TV show with just one camera, you're not going to get a full scope and you're not going to be able to put it together to make sense of right. one concise story or explanation. Um, I will add that I think one direction that uh, people might want to start checking out now if they want to kind of see where the game is going would be um, experiencer stories to where it's um, and I'm not again, I'm not trying to tell anybody to go on a rabbit chase and you know, going down rabbit holes or anything, but I, I believe that at some point in this process very soon um attention will be given to to people for them like to to share their own personal stories okay not necessarily like the crazy story like like something crazy or outlandish but just the attention will be brought to the fact that people like us non-military non-government non-law enforcement you know um, have had legitimate experiences too. I mean, do I have to be uh, Commander Fravor to have a legitimate encounter? Do I have to be uh, CIA or military or anything or work at the DMV for crying out loud? I mean, do I have to have some type of government affiliation in order to have a credible story? No. So I think that attention will be will be brought to that to to that idea that you can be non-government and have a legitimate story so uh just like con- we're, we're yeah, going into consciousness now i think the experience or story will come will come later um and look i'm not trying to like toot my own horn here but there, there are quite a few things uh and even like minor details that i've, I've presented before they were even like 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 a thing um before the uh in some of my videos i've tried to to put like easter eggs um like little 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 ideas um consciousness i started including images of of things like that in my videos months ago uh the um the ufo that did a barrel roll over the pilot yeah and gave him radiation exposure uh, I included a little imagery of that in March. They talk about that in God's Man of War Part 2, to the radiation aspect of the encounters. Yeah. Okay, good. I'm glad we're yeah. talking about it. Uh, th- there's several things. Look, um, like the TTSA publishing Bob's book, 
that was announced in in uh, Tom's interview with Joe Rogan. So that was like yeah, that like was years he, ago. Yeah, that's yeah. I think that that interview mm-hmm. still haunts him to this day. And even <laughs> when uh, I, I, on both the Lazar and the um, uh, Fravor episode, they both mention him. I think and they're like, "Don't talk." Or he, they pull up a video that has the two the stars. Um, Mm-hmm. logo or watermark on it. he's like take that one down show me another one like obviously joe has you know he's i don't know if he, <laughs> he he doesn't like tom or just thinks he's full of shit or whatever but there was definitely uh um you know that was definitely not a good look either way i just think that he should have waited till a lot of like now would be a good time after they've released all this stuff and did all the stuff to go back on there because at the time he wasn't allowed to talk about a lot of stuff so he was constantly saying i'm not allowed to talk about that or i'm not yeah, ready to talk about exactly. that episode. yeah let's get this um, guy on there i'm gonna i'm gonna call something uh this is my my prediction there is a definite connection uh, between the the schools of thought. There, there seem to be like almost almost two schools of thought or two camps that have developed here. You've got uh, Jeremy Corbell and George Knapp, both of whom I, I have utmost respect for. In fact, um, I, I reached out to Jeremy and George for help with something, and uh, I, I ran across some information that um, – that wasn't my area of expertise, and I I thought that they could could check it out, and so I, I did that, and um, I don't know if it's going to amount to much, but I'm glad that they were able to to help me out, right? And I, I think they're great. Then there's uh, TTSA, which is uh, has gaining a lot of strength and momentum, especially within the past year. Right. So, you know. I don't see these two schools of thought or these two camps as mutually exclusive. I think that there, that there is a connection here, whether on purpose or not, even if it just kind of happened that way. I mean, look, Jeremy Corbell was on Joe Rogan with David Fravor. Am I correct? That the, yeah, he was on was with there, both right? Fravor yeah. and, uh, Lazar, however, a lot of people don't like him based on those interviews. I don't know if that he came off. Uh, it seems like people just wanted to hear those two talk alone and not have some third party in there. You know, it seemed like he yeah, was yeah. pushing his documentary and his views and stuff <laughs> like that. I, I personally don't have a problem with yeah. him. I, I think he seems like a nice no, guy. He actually yeah, he commented on the video you and I did about the Bob Bob Lazar review. Actually, he was. Yeah. Uh, he confirmed cool. what I had pointed out about that Dennis guy or whatever at the. Oh um, yeah. People check out that that episode that we did about Bob Lazar if they're interested. Do but yeah, but yeah, man. I mean, oh, go ahead. Can I also give uh, this uh, a video that's gotten way more views than I ever thought it would was uh, UFO physics. Um, the uh, responding logically to illogical reasoning. I, I basically just you know take Tom's description of things that he has said publicly about how a UFO could operate and, and Bob Lazar's descriptions too. And just using uh, pseudoscience or theoretical science, I kind of merge those two together to, to discuss how they could potentially operate where basically what it is, is like, like uh, Bob has described the inside, like the motor, right. And Tom has described like the steering, the steering wheel mm-hmm. of how, 
that the outside of the craft has something to do with the propulsion mechanism of the uh, the inside. So gotcha. I did my best to merge those two together. And I actually consulted non-UFO-related um, affiliates with the two affiliates with NASA, um, who I know personally. Uh, I actually consulted two professors from a university who teach physics. I consulted a professor on ontology. That interview is coming later. Um, I mean, I, I, I really dug deep on this series and it's, yeah, it, yeah, I'm not done with the series. It's going to take me so long, man. Well, that's cool. Because huh? I've got, well, I've got some good things going on. Like I auditioned for TEDx today, which I think went really well. I hope that, that, you know, it'll continue to go well. Um, let's see. I'm talking with a TV producer about a, a idea for a reality series that i have mm-hmm. i hope that continues to go well this guy has produced stuff that i know for a fact you've heard of it's just i don't want to you know start throwing out names and stuff i mean people really like you, you say ufo in public and it's like you poop in the pool man everybody like <laughs> runs away fast you know it's right it's i know it's serious, still not being you know? accepted and that is what i want to study I want to study those reactions. When, when I, if I go out in public and ask someone, what do you think about extraterrestrial life? And I present a scale and I talk to people or I show them these reports from the scientific coalition of UAP studies, or I show them, uh, Lou Elizondo or things. I want to study those reactions because for me, it's not necessarily whether or not the UAPs are real or whether or not they're actually RETs, those reactions tell me about the inner working of someone else's minds and how they could possibly form judgments of other real-world things. Sure. No, so as a psychologist, man, I'm all, I'm all over it. You know? <laughs> so let's wrap it up here. Um, yeah. You can check mm-hmm. out uh, Matt's stuff. I have his information below. Check out his YouTube channel, Tiller for Riller. Uh, he's got some good videos on this topic on there. Um, also, he's on uh, Twitter. What's your Twitter handle? Uh, Tiller for Realer. And Tiller. Instagram, too. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Cool, everybody. Check him out on there. Uh, again, <laughs> check us out on Patreon, patreon.com slash Mike and Maurice. We have some exclusive content for $2 a month. And Mike and Maurice MindEscape.com. And uh, thanks again for coming on, Matt. And uh, thanks, guys. We will Thank have you, you back on in the uh, near future if something else pops up. Awesome. And uh, sure. look forward to having you on. And uh, yeah, if something new breaks or something, we'll we'll try and uh, do a little back and forth. Keep so. you posted. Awesome. Thanks, man. Guys, I'll, it's always a pleasure. I love talking with you. It's a lot of fun. Same right. here. Have a happy yeah, Halloween, man. everybody. Be safe and uh, peace. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> awesome.